too slick with rum in it. I'm going to try that later. And on that note, welcome to another episode of BJ and Coffee. He's Bill, I'm Jim, and, well, normally we drink our non-sponsored Death Wish Coffee, but today we decided to change it up a little bit because it's been a little bit of a hiatus here while we were doing some figuring, and we're trying something a little different today so that we can figure out how to do it down the road. We're actually recording remotely. Uh, Bill's at his house, I'm, in, I'm at mine sitting in my uh, home office here, which I will say this, Bill, my chair is a hell of a lot more comfortable than the one you got over there, just saying. I told you, if you really wanted to, you could get a fucking cushion for the fucking thing. <laughs> so, my thing is, is though, is like, I'm trying to actually, because I'm actually downstairs in my basement where we always usually record our podcast in our little studio that we have, and uh, trying to go up and downstairs real fast has been a freaking chore. <laughs> but I guess that's what happens when you decide to rescue an animal. Yes. Uh, congratulations on the new addition to your household, by the way. Thank you. He's, uh, you know, I, I thought he was going to be a lot of work, but uh, he has actually settled in actually very nicely within just two days. So I'm actually kind of proud of him. Excellent. Um, and thank you, by the way, for the nail grooming again. No problem. Well, the nail nail grooming, I should say. You <laughs> we'll uh, we'll revisit that in another couple weeks. Just uh... well, well, I did buy wipes today to actually kind of like just wipe them down at the actual pet go. Nice. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, he actually enjoyed the wipes. So I think he actually might be okay grooming, but he's not fond about the shower water. So that, <laughs> might, that might be a chore. We'll figure it out. We will. You know, so, I mean, it's a learning curve for, I guess, Lisa and I and, of course, the kids. But like I said, he's he settled in nicely and uh, just he's got to figure out this whole barking thing. Gotcha. Now, um... I know we we said before we started recording that we weren't drinking coffee right now. I mean, I personally, I had a b- bunch of Death Wish this morning. and just was in the mood for something a little different this afternoon. I have a, uh, from a local, a newer local brewery called Anything But Beer, I have one called Son of James, which is a, um, it's a oak-aged Irish whiskey apple beer. And let me tell you, is that? Did you say whiskey apple beer? Yes, I did. Hmm. It's like an apple beer with. um, It's definitely got the flavor of Jameson whiskey in it. Which let me tell you, one of my one of it's uh, that's pretty close near the top of my list as far as uh, whiskeys go. Um, But it's super tasty, very refreshing, and I got. I just want to shout out because. We've um, ordered several times recently from anything but beer. They're, right now they're open for carryout and delivery on Fridays and Saturdays here in Syracuse. And the food is freaking amazing. The beer is, I mean, it's funny because the name is anything but beer. But let me tell you, what they serve you is. <laughs> and if that. you guys all heard that, that would be Harley barking again. Yep. Uh, but the, the their brewery is, I got to tell you. If you're looking for something different, it's definitely worth it. If you're like, you know, I just don't want the same old beer anymore, and you're in Syracuse, check out Anything But Beer. I highly recommend it. Their brewmasters are top-notch. Their food is amazing, and the service is beyond reproach. I mean, absolutely spectacular. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to have to check that out myself because whiskey, apple, beer. Dude, and, I'm not a, and I'm not a beer drinker, but just the whole whiskey thing kind of sounds kind of good. I'll tell you, people like you, I think, are going to be the perfect audience for what they have to offer because 
People are like, oh, I don't really like the taste of beer. Try this place out because I think you will be very pleasantly surprised when you see what they I'll, have. I'll tell you what, next time next time you come over, we actually have our probably be what, next week probably? At some point, yeah. <laughs> uh you'll have to bring maybe run over and I'll just drink it during the podcast and we'll just do a podcast about it. Definitely. Um <laughs> what because the fuck? it's that good. <laughs> Works for me. So what are you drinking? I am drinking a Pepsi and a couple shots of uh, Borton rum. Uh, the cheap shit. <laughs> well, you know, that's what you got. That's what you got. <laughs> you know, I mean, hell. You know, I mean, it, it, it's been a, I've had a very expensive weekend this weekend, as you, as you know, of course. Yep. <laughs> um, Life with a dog. It's never cheap. <laughs> And well, ex- well, especially when you buy one that's being re- you didn't buy one. You're, you're buying stuff for one that's you know had to be rescued. Yep. Um. So I, I mean, as you know, you know that, that's what I was doing this weekend. So I, I couldn't go out and just go out and buy the good shit that I normally buy. So I had what we had left from our uh, Christmas episode still sitting upstairs. <laughs> been touched. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I guess I'm just gonna put that in there. And, and hey, it is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, we hope everybody had a good Mother's Day. Sorry about the missed week in there. It was just one of those crazy things where our schedules didn't work out. And, you know, it's called It Happens Once in a While. I think we, we've had a pretty good stretch, so I think missing one week isn't going to kill us too badly. But we're back. So, yeah, motherfuckers, we back. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you just shout out, actually, to a beer company. I want to shout out real fast to, actually, uh, Blackstone, which is actually a grill company. Um, they, uh, they manufacture, or all their girls are actually manufactured here in the United States. So that's a plus. So everyone that's out there right now and telling everyone to go, Hey, make sure you buy everything made in the USA and screw China over. Go buy a Blackstone. I know you're going to spend a lot more money for a freaking grill, but it's not just a grill. It's actually a griddle. And, you know, you have, you use your regular grills that are, you know, two to three born burners and what I think some are actually what four to six, depending on the size of them. Um, if you buy the smaller ones that are just a two burner, or even if you buy the one that's a six burner, they're actually really adjustable to where those only sections only heat up. Um, whatever the science they've done to actually figure it out to where they can make this grill to where one side is low and this side over here is high. Yep. They made it work, nice. you know, and I'll tell you right now, I went out and I bought one. I spent $178. Um, I got the stand and the actual uh, grill part. Actually, I can actually take and remove it from the stand and take it camping if I want to take it camping or take it to the beach if I want to take it to the beach. You know, um, it comes with a really cool cover that says, you know, Blackstone on it. Um, they all come with covers. So, you're, you know, you're not just paying for a name. You're paying for something that, you know, is just made here in the u.s but also is great i've used it i've made steaks on it now i've made hamburgers on it i haven't had a steak or a hamburger come out so much so juicy as it does like on, like it does on a blackstone grill so if you're looking for a grill uh if you don't want to go on the website i i did find out that you know their website prices are a little bit higher because they do sell them at walmart home depot and Ace Hardware and a few other big name stores. 
But if you're looking for that grill that's made in the USA, get a Blackstone, spend the money. It's well worth its money and its weight in gold because they are great. Um, like I said, I bought a two burner one that they have. It's like 22 inches. It's great for just me and my family. And, uh, you know, I could take it camping if I want to take it camping because it's still lightweight, you know, and you know what, go out and buy the utensils too. You'll spend a little bit more money for the, you know, the, the name Blackstone, but you know what, you're getting high quality, you know, grilling utensils to grill with, you know, not something that's cheap. So yes, you may spend $30 on, you know, a whole kit of, you know, the actual utensils, but it's worth it. It's worth $30, you know? So if you really want something good, like I said, Blackstone made in the USA, love the grill. I've cooked the steaks, the hamburgers, nothing's come out as juicy or anything on any other grill other than this Blackstone. And I love it, you know, so get a Blackstone. You'll love it. Nice. Uh, well, speaking of cooking out, which generally involves, you know, getting people together, uh, I'm going to hit my first story here. Uh, here in Syracuse, the Sky Armory in Armory Square is pitching to New York State and Onondaga County leaders that it should be allowed to reopen during Phase 2. Uh, the owners explain that while most businesses can reopen with a few days' notice, event venues need to offer clients 60 to 90 days of advance notice. Basically, if they want to hold wedding dates for July and August, uh, they need to be approved for Phase 2 reopening. And their argument is that private events are much easier to control than public events because people have to be invited and generally have a vested interest in protecting one another. That's why you never invite an ex to your wedding. Just saying. Uh, the owners have put together a safety plan that includes face masks, regular COVID testing for workers, excuse me, uh, checking temperatures of guests, and contact information saved in case of an outbreak. Uh, the owners admit that social distancing is not a huge part of the plan, as tables need to have more than a few people in order for them to make money. And as for masks, they admit brides and grooms won't want them in their wedding photos years later. Although you never know, it could become a thing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting cons uh, interesting thought there. I honestly never really thought about that. And God knows, I spent enough years working and pre-planning for major events, but... Mostly public events. So private event planning was never a big thing for me, but it does kind of make sense. So, I mean, keep our fingers crossed that things can move forward for them. Is this another local business here that we'd like to see keep going? And that's the problem. You know, I'm seeing uh, on the news the last few days, a few diners uh, have closed down due to this whole pandemic bullshit. Um, it, you know, it, it, diners that have been in business for 40 plus years. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's disturbing to me that these people can't can't keep a place open after after this pandemic because well, it's just it's hurt them so bad. Well, part of it, and, and here's part of it, because I know one of them locally is the Quick Cup, and I've actually been to the Quick Cup. The Quick Cup is yeah, a that, tiny yeah, hole in the wall. I mean, tiny hole in the wall place, and I don't mean that as a negative. Because their food was always fantastic whenever I went there. But the problem is, I've been there once for them to open. It. For them to open at partial capacity, you'd only allow like five people in there and they'd have to all sit at different places. That literally, it's so small, you'd have like maybe five or six people in there max and they can't make money like that. So, I mean, I, I get it. I understand why they made that decision because what's the point in continuing to build debt if you can't do anything no, to, to pay it off? Well, I understand that, but I mean, there's there's... Somewhere, some way, the government's got to step in at some point and say, look, we're going to do something to help you guys out here. Yeah. 
They don't get paid for that. Big corporations pay to make sure the small guy goes away, remember. Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> um, like, Although, speaking of corporations, though, all of our local Denny's are closing. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I- I'm just going to sit here and say straight out, not the greatest food in the world, but not bad. I mean, it's not bad food. It's just not. It's, it, it, they're one of those ones that are hit and miss, depending on which location you really go to. And, well, the, um, other, the other thing though, I've is, gone to one where the food was really great. I've gone to ones where the food was just like, Ugh, I paid for this. Yeah, but here's the thing: Denny's is not so much about the food, really, as it is about the culture, the experience. It was, I mean, for years when I worked weird, strange shifts. I mean, I can't tell you how many nights I'd spend hanging out with friends at a Denny's or even a Perkins before the Denny's bought out Perkins. And just drinking well, coffee and like, having a great time. It, it, it was it was a restaurant that was open almost twenty four hours a day at most locations. And so, I mean, it's it's really gonna hurt even the Syracuse area because I mean a lot a lot of places are open twenty four hours anymore unless you stop to a fucking gas station. And even some of those aren't um, aren't that great. Well, no, I'm just saying like the uh, the Burn Dairy in Onondaga Hill closes at eleven o'clock. So there like, you go. There you go. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, like I said, really, it's it's all those good times that were had. I mean, even if it was just going out, going to the bar and then going to Denny's afterwards to sober up over a Moons Over Miami, you know, and a Grand Slam. But I mean, come on, let's let, I mean, let's let's really look at this whole like scenario real fast. Walmart, Target, Lowe's, Home Depot, all open, right? Yep. Well, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't even fucking reserve a campground site to go fucking camping because they're fucking closed. What's uh, the best way to social distance? They're reopening uh, the next week or two. I just saw it this morning. Oh, it's still, it should have been open before that. It should have been phase, it shouldn't even been in phase one or phase two. It should have been just open. Oh, I agree. But you see, my other thing is, you know, think about it this way. They're talking about having to, you know, about making sure you reopen the houses of worship. Well, all your pagans... <laughs> They worship outdoor in nature, so you need to open the campground so all us heathen pagans can go worship too. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I agree with one hundred ten percent. I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, the way I'm looking at it is this: is well, you know, I'm not a pagan. I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and shit. Yep. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of you know camping. Okay, it's something I love to go do. You know, it's a great time to go and spend with your family. You know, and your loved ones. You know, you're sniffing other what if doesn't matter what it may be, okay? You go with them. You're not going with 20, 30, 40 people in a group that you don't know. You know? Well, I don't when, know. When I go <laughs> when, when I when I go camping, okay, I'm there with my family. I don't go to other people's campsites. You know, I'm there to relax. You know, it, it's it's our time to just get away from the world to say you know and, and and just to be out away from everything that's been going on usually in your home okay mm-hmm. or you know and and during your work week and, and whatever whatever might be going on in your life okay that's what camping to me is okay so you take that away and it's like but it's something you social distance in because i'm not going camping to go hang out with people i'm going camping to enjoy my vacation enjoy my family of what little bit of time that, you know, we do get during a week to spend during the whole week that I'm camping or the whole weekend that I'm camping, whatever it may be. I'm not worried about if freaking George across the, you know, across my campsite is, Hey, he's grilling steaks. We're going to go there and eat with him. 
just because we met him during the week going camping. No, I'm not like that, you know? See, I've actually been to some really great parties at campgrounds where just like you happen to run into somebody, you get talking, they're like, hey, we're having a get-together tonight. Come on over. You go on over, you have a great time. Um, but that's, I, I know what you're saying too, because it's not like that's all the time. That would be like, if I went for a weekend, I might hit, you know, one party, but the rest of the time, I get you. I'm chilling by myself too, just relaxing, chillaxing, and enjoying the weather. You know, usually sit by a fucking campfire, man, maybe drinking a fucking Corona with, with a lime, which is kind of funny. Think about it. You drink a Corona, so now you got the coronavirus. Then if you put a lime in it, now you got Lyme disease. <laughs> so <laughs> what happens when you add salt? Because I always got to put my salt in, too. High blood pressure? True. <laughs> Heart disease. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Just catching it on all the fronts there. Got to cover all the bases right there, buddy. So if you put sugar in it, guess what's going to happen? Now you got diabetes. Damn. See? So, got it all uh, covered there, bud. What's that? Got it all covered there, buddy. Exactly. Now, well, what's interesting, though, is, is some of the other things that are going on because of this. Um, the uh, Syracuse Department of Public, the City Department of Public Works is uh, reprogramming crosswalk signal buttons this month automated pedestrian crossings that signalize intersections throughout the city. Um, basically, they're eliminating the need for pedestrians to touch the crosswalk buttons before being directed to safely pass through the intersection. Currently, over 900 buttons have been reprogramming, reprogrammed, allowing several hundred traffic signals to display the walk-or-don't-walk directives using standard timing procedures, because God knows they can never coordinate the entire thing in this city. <laughs> God forbid, God forbid if they can actually coordinate something. Yep. Um, it's, uh, let's see. You know, uh, yeah, but it looks like they're basically changing them. So instead of pushing the button, you just have to wait for the light. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so nothing's really changed. You just don't have a button to mash on thinking it's going to make a difference. Probably not because people are still going to push the button, not realizing what it is they're doing. <laughs> I just, you know, it makes me laugh because I'm like, I know damn well that most of those buttons don't do shit. <laughs> well, here's the, well, here's the thing. You're, you're walking downtown, okay, right? What's the first thing that you usually do? Not even thinking about this whole pandemic thing, okay? You're walking, getting ready to cross the street, you know, and what's the first thing you think of? Keep my hand on my beater stick so when one of those motherfuckers comes up asking me for money, I can beat the fuck out of them? Well, well okay, well, anyways, but... Still, but still. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking of that far into it. But <laughs> maybe to you, you would. Of course, it wouldn't be me if I no. didn't. No, the first thing you're going to do is push that button to make sure you can get across there safely because of all those fucking retards that fucking drive down there that drew fucking like ninety miles an hour. Hey, I resemble that remark. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> you forget I've ridden with your dumb ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I'm glad I've got my Denali. <laughs> um, which was kind of funny one day because I actually had a fucking Dodge Neon that a guy fucking made a tuner car out of. Fucking pull up next to me in a fucking red light and revved his engine a few times, and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, "It's a fucking neon. It's a fucking." <laughs> yeah, unless he did a motor swap, he ain't doing much for that. Yeah, he didn't do. I think he only put a can on into the interior, and that was it. Because fucking, I let him. I let him think that he had me, and then I fucking just stepped on my fucking 
throttle and fucking took off and fucking caught up to him and fucking passed him and fucking of course lisa was like what the fuck are you doing and i was like showing a fucking retard what a neon can't do <laughs> and what a fucking v8 engine that's fucking t- over 20 years old can do exactly <laughs> i th- I don't think he was very happy i'm sure he probably went home and probably did an engine swap afterwards <laughs> oh well other Syracuse news, um, nobody's going to be crowding into Clinton Square like usual, but organizers for the Taste of Syracuse are planning to hold the event with a twist this year. Uh, this year they're going to stream oh, yeah, it. virtual. Yeah, they're streaming it on Facebook Live Friday, June 5th and Saturday, June 6th, starting at 6 p.m. It'll include music, interviews with local chefs and restaurant owners, and celebrity shout-outs. Um, you know, I honestly... Got the same... I, I, I honestly, I can't say as I'm going to miss it because I went once and honestly have never gone back. Worst experience of my life ever. I, I never been, but I've always wanted to go just because I guess like it's like it's the time where like a lot of restaurants do like a lot of new things. Yeah, but to be honest with you, the crowd makes it not worth it. See, crowd doesn't bother me though. That's the thing. Well, no, you get a whole bunch. It's of not something people. I'd be able. To, it's not something I'd be able to take Harley to because Harley's just not people friendly. I wouldn't take the kids to it. You get a ton of drunk people staggering around being assholes. Well, yeah, I wouldn't take the kids. No. I honestly, like I said, the first time I went, I mean, I literally, I had to get steered away before I beat the fuck out of somebody because they were rude to the wife. And I just, you know me, I don't tolerate that kind of bullshit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Like, I'm the same way Like when it comes to, like, that's the reason why I don't really usually go to the state fair. Like, cause like usually like when we usually go, it's like when the, usually it's a night where like we know there's going to be like a lot of people there because it's like one of like the, one of the popular free bands. Yep. And it's like, uh, we came to this. Why? What the fuck were you thinking? And like a bunch of people were like bumping into us. They were fucking drunk. And I'm like, if one more motherfucker drunk motherfucker bumps into me, I'm going to cold cock the motherfucker. Yep. And I'm like, I'm, I looked at Lisa. I'm like, we got to go. Because I'm going to kill someone, and it's and it's usually and, and, and it's usually when it's the pop folks, you know, the pop music industry there, because they're the ignorant assholes of the fucking world. I'm sorry to say it. I have nothing against any kind of music, just against the freaking their culture thinks that fucking they're better than everybody else. A lot of them, and fucking their shit don't stink. And it's like, look, get the fuck away from me before I fucking kill you. Go drink your beer somewhere else. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is you're drinking. Yep. Because you're being an asshole and a dick. The, um, well, uh, among other things, though, I will do a quick shout-out because it's, it's coming up on Friday. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, my all-time favorite band, in case anybody didn't realize that yet, uh, will be returning on this Friday, May 29th, for their streaming out of Fenway free live stream performance and they will be joined remotely by longtime friend bruce springsteen for a special double play of one dkm song and one springsteen song uh full electric performance no live audience uh simulcast worldwide from fenway park in boston at 6 p.m on the band's facebook youtube twitter and twitch stream pages uh the event will raise money for the multiple charities and is presented by boston area tech company pega um want to take, take a ride <laughs> well it's not like we could get in that's the problem there's always a way in yeah i'll be sitting here streaming that live on my big screen i'm good with that 
why? We'll be the only ones. We'll have Farmer Streets. You can stream it fucking live. <laughs> well, you're there. We're going to break into that bitch. Oh, God. The, um... Just a thought. They actually, their first one streaming up from Boston, which they did on St. Patrick's Day, was amazing. I, I, I watched, I was like, yeah, I'm watching that. I watched that whole thing, and I have watched it a few times since. It was fantastic. Um, the... Uh, during that one, they their uh, charity, the Clata Fund, ra- raised over sixty thousand dollars for the city of Boston's Boston Resiliency Fund, a nonprofit that provides essential services to Boston residents, including first responder and critical care providers whose health and well-being are most immediately impacted by COVID nineteen. Uh, the free streaming concert was a number one YouTube trending page, number two Twitter trending topic across the U.S., and a homepage feature on Twitch, as well as streaming concurrently via Facebook Live. So we're looking to um, see if we can get this one even better. <laughs> um, they actually just released a new single, too, called uh, Mick Jonas Nick My Pudding, <laughs> which is, like all the rest of their music, friggin' awesome. Um, Nick Jonas, Nick my pudding. Nick Jonas, Nick my pudding. Yes, you'll have to go listen to it. Uh, I probably <laughs> have to. I'm gonna have to listen to it this week or Friday, whenever the hell it is. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be streaming it live. I'm sure you'll be having it on a fucking watch party. I'm sure. Well, the uh, the uh, their most recent single release prior to that was called Smash Shit Up, and that was amazing. <laughs> There's a way you're smashing up. Uh, they actually destroyed a house during the video. Dude, go on YouTube later. Pull up Dropkick Murphy's Smash Shit Up official video. You'll watch them destroy a house. Really? <laughs> There's nothing up there. Oh. What do you got? What do you got on deck there? Anything? Uh, hang on, I gotta pull it back up again real fast because oh, it's right here. Never mind, I got it. Uh, so as most uh most of uh everybody knows, last week uh NASCAR actually started back up, so we do have sports back. Yep. Um, just there is no fans on grandstands, which kind of sucks because I still think they're gonna lose money. Just that's just my opinion though. Um, but if anyone watched, they actually ran two races last week. Uh, they ran the race on Sunday. Um. And then they were supposed to be in Richmond, 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 Virginia, uh, to do a race. But since Richmond, Virginia is still on lockdown, they can't race there. So they actually ran another race at Darlington, South Carolina, um, and ran it Wednesday night to cover the Richmond, Virginia race. Um, so that was a very interesting race. And during that race, uh, with only just a few laps to go, uh, Kyle Busch arrogant asshole that he is uh wrecked chase elliott uh who was going for the lead um in the last few remaining laps of the race uh this is a story i just got that i pulled up that came out i believe on the 22nd uh chase elliott has no regrets uh oops god damn it my phone (laughs) there it goes uh chase elliott has no regrets towards kyle bush reaction uh at Darlington Raceway, Raceway uh, Bush admittedly so invasively spun at Elliott while battling towards the front and, and uh, sent the number nine Chevrolet into the wall. Bush went to, uh, on to finish second while Elliott landed 38th in the final results. 
coming eight laps short of the com- of the completing of the tw- 208 laps range shortened event. Oh, that's right. I forgot. It was also range shortened. <laughs> uh, the two-time NMPA uh, most popular driver will for will forgive, but he won't forget. Uh, I don't think he did it on purpose. Elliot said Friday on the Zoom uh, teleconference with reporters again. I hate that I was on the wrong end of the rear of the rear mistake uh, on his end for a guy that doesn't make many many hates that it was me that took the blow. Um, Chase, I'm sorry to say this, you're sticking up for a douchebag right now. Um, and I love you. I'm one of your biggest fans, but anybody, please go rewatch that fucking video of that those closing laps before the rain came. Because I'll tell you right now. You can see freaking Kyle Busch turned to the right and spun his ass out. <laughs> uh, here's a refresher on what what happened with twenty eight with twenty eight uh, scheduled laps to go in the Toyota five hundred. Any uh, Elliott was running second behind the leader, and eventually race winner Danny Hamlin. Bush was was inside next to Elliott, and when Bush tried to get back in line up top, he misjudged and space be- the space between him and Elliott. Bush's number 18 Toyota clipped uh, Elliott's left rear enough. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You're three feet fucking underneath him. Uh, to full to fully turn the car and, and send hit, send him send it nose front into the inside front stretch wall, uh, headed to the turn one. Um, what they don't tell you is, believe it or not, there was no room for freaking Kyle Busch to even get up in there because the person sitting in fourth was actually way too close to him. And he actually should have stayed down on the low side and just fought his way because you were three feet still underneath him. You deliberately wrecked him. And what they're not telling you in the story is also Denny Hamlin, who was also the race leader was is also Kyle Busch's teammate. So I'm not going to read the rest of the story, but it, you know, it, it just goes on into telling that, you know, Elliot, you know, forgives, but doesn't forget Elliot. I'm going to tell you right now, you get a chance to wreck the fucker, wreck him. Uh-huh. Cause you know why? I'll tell you right now. He knew what he did. I've watched it numerous times and people can sit there and say, well, you're not a race car driver. No, you're right. I'm not a race car driver. I've driven a race car. I've built race cars. I've also was a crew chief on race cars. So I know something about racing. Probably know more than I really want to know sometimes. But when a guy sits there and tells you as a driver's perspective, he goes, well, I made a mistake. And you completely said you made a mistake. And you're rude about it. You didn't make a mistake. You deliberately turned him. You were three feet from his corner panel, his rear corner panel. Yeah, it sounds a little fishy there. Yeah, as a driver, and as any driver, you know, I, I, I've seen it myself on many crews that I worked on, okay? And I had a driver one time put our, our team fucking right into the damn fucking wall at a swig of speedway, okay? Yep. Oh, I didn't know he was there. Now, of course, yes, maybe you didn't know he was there. Local racetracks, but you don't run. You don't run spotters. You know, but the key is when you're driving at a local racetrack, you're able to hear the sounds of engines that are next to you. 
And when you hear an engine that's not yours, and you literally have a tire rub on my back corner panel that was literally over my tire, my rear tire, he's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize he was in there. No, you realize he was in there. You decided to try to do a bonsai move and turn us. What you did turn us, and you turn us into the wall, destroying the whole rear end of a car. <laughs> it's the same situation here with Kyle Bush. He did the same exact thing, and it's like, wait a minute here. They, you didn't make a mistake. You deliberately turned him to stop it from Chase Elliott, who had a way faster car than Denny Hamlin. So you decided to wreck him, so this way you protect your teammate getting that win. Just the way I see it. See, numerous times, happened numerous times, no mistake. He literally did it. But, you know what, NASCAR's back tonight, 6 o'clock, go to 600, which is actually, since we record Sunday, it'll actually, you'll actually already have watched it, so. <laughs> yes. But I will, I will definitely probably have ideas of what happened for next week, so. <laughs> yes, NASCAR's back, there is no fans in the stands. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. They're only allowed to race, I believe, at tracks right now that states that are open. Um, a lot of states are saying it's okay, uh, even when they're not open. I guess from what I've what I've gathered, um, I know New York says that you know even though racing can't go on as of yet, uh, they did okay NASCAR to come in in August to uh, run the Watkins Glen with no fans as of right now. So that's something at least that was a start at least, but hopefully that changes soon. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks with that. Um, you know, there's really hasn't been really a lot going on. I'm trying to stay away from this freaking COVID-19 bullshit, but it's not been easy. Uh, I fixed my phone. since <laughs> not fucking working right today. Come on. All right. This remote shit sucks. <laughs> well, if one of us moves, we're stuck with it. <laughs> well, that's the plan if fucking Cuomo gets this fucking way around here. Well, well, I'm not getting into it. I'm not even getting into this bullshit. Well, I was going to say, I, I think if one of us moves, I'll definitely find us a better solution. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, it, it, you know, you know, if like I said, if Cuomo does this fucking school bullshit that he's talking about with the distance learning all the time with Bill Gates, then... So most likely, we're probably going to be going either A to Florida or probably Georgia. Or to the Cause... Florida Georgia line. Ah! Hey, I actually <laughs> like that bit. I could go to the Florida Georgia line too. Who knows? <laughs> um, well, I'll set camp up right in their fucking backyard. Fuck it! Speaking of rats, the post coronavirus world could be a real rat race. Uh, New York City, they're saying, with humans all stuck inside under stay at home orders, rats and other rodents have become more aggressive while scavenging for food according to the cdc uh now they could be ready to unleash a wave of aggressive rodent behavior on unsuspecting public as society begins to reopen uh, community-wide closures have led to a decrease in food available to the rodents especially in dense commercial areas the cdc said some jurisdictions have reported an increase in rodent activity as rodents search for new sources of food uh, environmental health and rodent control pro programs may see an increase in service requests related to rodents and reports of unusual or aggressive rodent behavior. 
The CDC urged residents and restaurant owners to seal up holes where the hangry, and yes, the New York Post used the word hangry, rats could get inside and to clear up debris and garbage. Follow established guidelines when cleaning up after rodent infestations to prevent exposure to rodent-borne diseases. And fleas are common on rodents in, you know, in an area of heavy rodent. Yeah, bleh. in areas of heavy rodent infestations, workers should consider using a repellent registered by the U.S. EPA. Uh, urban rats all, uh, struggled to find food during the lockdown, and in some cases even resorted to rodent cannibalism. They're mammals, just like you and I, and so when you're really, really hungry, you're not going to act the same. You're going to act very bad, usually, according to Bobby Corrigan, an urban rodentologist. Dude, how the fuck do you get to be an urban rodentologist? That just sounds like a cool fucking job. You get paid to watch the rats in the city. (laughs) Now... I went to school down in New York City for two years, and uh, being right on the East River, uh, we dealt with wharf rats. And let me tell you, wharf rats are the size of bigger than small dogs. Let me put it that way. Uh, I've seen these fuckers go up to like 12, 14, 15 pounds. I mean, they make my little dogs look small. So, you know, I can't imagine hungry ones and be like, no, I'm... I'm getting my my full carry permit if I'm going to New York City, man. Just for the rats, not for the people. <laughs> you might need it. Well, Joe Joe Exotic donated money to Trump Trump in 2016. Lawyers now asking Trump for pardon. Uh, Joe Exotic's legal team is 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 hours away from pulling up to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with a goal of of bending Donald Trump's ears for a pardon. And it turns out this isn't the first time Joe wanted to bend Trump's ears. <laughs> I'm sure so he weird. wanted to bend Trump over too, but Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, turns out Joe was, Joe was something of a Donald Trump fan back in 2016, despite the fact Joe himself was running for president. Joe attended a, a Trump campaign event just outside of Oklahoma city and, and blunked down a thousand dollars dollars to meet and greet DT. <laughs> Joe left left the home where where the shining was going down to smoke a cigarette, and then he tried to go back. And he says he was blocked by the Secret Service. He says they told him once anyone left, they couldn't get back in. But our sources say Joe was an acting starstruck, and the agents. Were taking aback by him. Uh, they say he was acting a little odd. Joe seemed yeah. to to think the reason he was not let back was because when he showed his ID, the uh, agent saw he had a concealed carry permit. I doubt that one. Yeah. So under he was probably freaking high on fucking whatever. He was, he was all was messed up. Yeah. Uh, so under the heading. If you don't succeed, try, try again. Joe's legal team will be rolling up to the White House Tuesday to ask Trump for a pardon. As you know, Joe was convicted of hiring a hitman to kill his arch nemesis, Carol Baskin, <laughs> along with animal-related <laughs> crimes. A lot of people think Joe didn't get a fair shake at trial, and his legal team is making a full-court press 
to spring him from the big house. Stay tuned. It's going to get interesting. Nice. Um, they actually, believe it or not, they've actually got this. Shit. Hang on. Hang on one second. I'm here. All right. There we go. I just uh, made a wrong move and knocked everything over. <laughs> but yeah, so they have a big, huge mega bus. Allergies, not COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a big, huge mega bus that says President Trump, please pardon Joe Exotic, and it says Team Tiger on it, too. Uh, With a picture of Joe and a picture of a tiger face. Well... Uh, speaking of Joe Exotic, I'm going to kind of go a slight tangent on that one. Um, in other world news, an alligator rumored to have belonged to Adolf Hitler that survived a World War II bombing in Berlin dies in a Moscow zoo at 84 years of age. <laughs> I, Saturn, a Mississippi alligator, was about 84 years old when he died of old age on Friday, the zoo said in a statement. Um, Moscow Zoo has the honor of keeping Saturn 74 years, the zoo said. For us, Saturn was an entire era, and that's without the slightest exaggeration. He saw many of us as children, and we hope that we did not disappoint him. Uh, the species typically lives for 30 to 50 years in the wild, according to the zoo. Uh, he was born in the U.S. around 1936, and shortly afterward was given to the Berlin Zoo as a gift. He survived World War II in Berlin after escaping, escaping the local zoo, and it was bombed in 1943. After his escape, his whereabouts remained unknown until 46, when British soldiers found him and gave him to the Soviet Union. Uh, after his discovery, rumors swirled that he belonged to Hitler's personal collection, which the zoo says is untrue. Um... <laughs> Even if Saturn was owned by someone, the zoo noted, animals are not involved in war and politics, and it would be absurd to blame them for human sins. And it's unclear how the rumor began. Uh, the, uh, his remains will be given to Moscow's Darwin Museum, where they will be put on exhibit. Ugh. Oop, are you still there? Oh, lordy. Okay, hang tight. I was like, I'm like, no! <laughs> and we're back after technical difficulties. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to leave some of that in there just because. Why not? It's fun. You all get to hear the real thing. There's no editing. There's no bullshit. This is us straightforward all the way. No bull. Yes, my phone for some reason just exited everything out, and I have no idea why I just did that. It's never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I'd say something about it being an iPhone, but I'm stuck with one of those right now, so I can't really say anything. Yeah, it's not even an iPhone. I think it was just freaking, I don't know if it was like, if I hit the wrong button or could have been humor error. I don't know. So now we are on VO phone call. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Stump phones. Hey, you know, we're making it work. So I, this is, it's good practice though, and I'm glad everybody could join us for this. <laughs> you know, it, you know, Lisa had a great idea. You know, the other day when we were on the phone, we were talking. Actually, no, it was yesterday when you were here. You were doing uh, uh, Harley's nails, actually, and she said doing a Zoom one. We may um, try that just for shits and giggles. 
you know, in a way, she kind of had a great idea because, in a way, it would be kind of just maybe fun to do just maybe one time just to fucking put it out there. Well, and here's the other thing. And for all of our listeners, you know, we're playing around with remote options just for the fact that, you know, you never know when something's going to go on and we might decide to just move the hell out of New York State. And if we don't go in the same direction, we'd still like to do the podcast and keep it going on a regular basis for all of you, our listeners. So we're going to explore the options for being able to do that. That's one of the things, one of the reasons why we're doing this remotely this week is to try it out. Yeah, um, we're just trying it out. But of course, you know, I don't know. I don't know if mine was phone error or human error or what the hell it was, but I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, but <laughs> I'm back. I'm not on video phone call now, guys. Sorry. Okay. I, I don't if, know what happened, but. If you listen to the podcast, you'll hear where I dropped the phone and knocked everything over on my end, so. <laughs> so it definitely wasn't that i don't know exactly what it was i'm gonna look to see why it would do that but who knows so um i'm gonna bounce back to COVID 19 for a second here because oh God. well no, hear me out there's a reason why so oh, i always boy. said that i found it interesting that the whole thing started in wuhan china and wuhan china is home to one of their top five bioweapon research facilities and it all kind of kicked off about the same time they were having those major Hong Kong riots, which we all know China's not afraid to run people over with a tank when they're pissed off. So let's just, you know, we'll, we'll throw that out there. So they also kill babies too when they're fucking born too. So I mean, who cares? So uh, police in Hong Kong fired tear gas in a water cannon at protesters Sunday as thousands rallied in the street against China's move to impose a new national security law on the semi-autonomous city. Crowds of demonstrators dressed in black flouted, corona, oops, flouted coronavirus social distancing measures to gather in the Causeway Bay District, a popular shopping area, and chant slogans such as Stand with Hong Kong, Liberate Hong Kong, and Revolution of Our Times. The continuation of the months-long pro-democracy protests, which began last year, comes after China proposed legislation last week that would ban secessionist and subversive activity as well as foreign interference in the semi-autonomous Chinese territory. Now, everybody's talking about a second wave of this. So, if this all started during the original round of riots... Here's where your second wave's going to start, folks. I'm calling it here. I'm calling it now. You're hearing me say it. It's going to start from China again because they're going to come up with a, a new dispersal technique for this shit. And because Hong Kong is one of the most visited cities in the world internationally, people are going to bring it home with them. That's just how this shit works. Um, Demonstration Sunday mirrored earlier protests, which at times have descended into violence between police and protesters. Police raised blue flags warning protesters to disperse before firing multiple rounds of tear gas and a water cannon at the demonstrators. Some protesters threw bricks and splashed unidentified liquid at officers, injuring at least four members of the police media liaison team. Uh, media, I, I can't feel bad about media, you know, but anyway. Uh, at least 180 people were arrested, mostly on charges of unlawful assembly. Pro-democracy supporters say the new proposal goes against the one country, two systems framework that promises Hong Kong freedoms not found in mainland China. Countering the protesters' claims, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi said Sunday that the proposed legislation does not affect the high degree of autonomy in Hong Kong. It does not affect the rights and freedoms enjoyed by Hong Kong residents, and it does not affect the legitimate rights and interests of foreign investors. 
uh, adding that no external interference will be tolerated. However, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has called the proposal a death knell for the high degree of autonomy that Beijing promised the former British colony when it was returned to China in 1997. Uh, Fox News senior strategic analyst, retired General Jack Keane, told Fox and uh, fuck, not Fox, uh, told Fox and Friends on Friday that the Chinese government is trying to demonstrate its dominance in the region. So in other words, it's a big dog trying to piss on the spot that the little dog's pissed on five or six times. That's really what it comes down to. Um, let's see. Uh, the damage that would come from China's proposal may be mostly self-inflicted, according to White House economic advisor Kevin Hassett. They're going to see a lot of economic harm from what they're doing, he said, adding that businesses would not want to invest or keep money in a place where they're basically sneering at the rule of law. And so I would expect that they're going to have serious capital flight problems. And Hong Kong, if they follow through with this, will no longer be the financial center of Asia, and they themselves will bear very, very heavy costs. So, like I said, I find it interesting that, you know, people are calling for a second round of this bullshit, and uh, I think the second round is going to come from these riots happening, starting up again. But that's just my thoughts on the matter. Well, it, it, you know, and that's what's going to happen, too, is like I, you know, I really don't think there's going to be a second wave unless it started somewhere overseas. Um, I still think this is a political political move to try to get Republicans out of office and try to get Joe Biden elected. Hmm. That's my thought. It's always been my thought. And always will be my thought. But that's just my opinion. The, um, well, I mean, here's, here's the problem. And now I'm going to pop, like I said, um, I know, I think we talked about it earlier about the church's reopening thing. Um, one of the things I will say, and I'm probably one of the most anti-religion people most people will ever meet. I, I, faith is great. In my opinion, religion is just a, a tool, but I will say this. I think the reopening of houses of worship is not a bad thing. I mean, it'll have to be done carefully. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's not a bad thing because I think if you give people the opportunity to go on a regular basis to where they normally go and listen to somebody tell them what their invisible man in the sky of choice has to say about how they should live their lives, I think you're gonna, well, it'll be good for the mental health and overall morale of the country. I'll say it this way, okay? Now, with... With Governor Cuomo sitting saying, you know, churches can open with only patrons of 10, okay? Um, the thing is, is you have these churches that hold, like my church, I, I would probably say could probably hold maybe maybe 1,500 people, mm -hmm. okay? You could do a lot more than 10 people and actually sit them in there to where they can social distance, Um would it mean that you might have to put more services in there uh, during the week? Probably would have to, yes. Well, um, but it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's probably a good thing. You know, um, it, to have it to where, like, yeah, there are churches where, yeah, maybe you could only have ten people because they're so small. Um, but like churches, like my church that I go to, um, I mean, they already have two services now. Uh, on a Sunday, because they just have that many people. Um, but they could add more services to where they could have more than 10 people and still sit them in there to where they're social distancing, um, to where they're six foot apart. It's 
it's it, it, i mean it, think about it it's it's being done you know when they have reporters in governor cuomo's briefing you know uh why can't we do the same thing at a church where you could have a hundred people and you just tell them hey look you got to sit six foot apart from you know joe so-and-so you know you got to sit six foot apart from john doe you know it, you see where I'm going here? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because I I've been to the um, uh, what you call it the um, God, I can't think of the right term for it. The big Catholic church downtown Syracuse. Um, yeah, I don't think, yeah, yeah. The, the St. Peter's uh, downtown, or whatever the hell it's called. St. Peter's or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but I mean I've been there, and, and that thing is fucking massive, and has a sound system you know that would most stadiums would be jealous of. You could literally yep. split people apart six feet plus in any direction and still get a solid Sunday crowd in there with no problem. I mean, it, 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 to sit there and mandate the amount of people to be allowed in the church, I think, should be left to the pastors and priests. Um, uh, yes and no. And the only reason I'm going to say it that way is because well, many of them well, will well, have I, some I common with, sense. With, with, strict, with strict guidelines. Well, here's the thing. Many of them will have common sense, thing. but some of them are going to try and jam everybody in there they can. And well, yes, I, I do agree with that. I, that's why I just said, I mean, I think you're going to have to do it with, with guidelines, okay, to where they have to be six foot apart. Um, if they can't practice the six foot apart, then yes, you can be in violation. Now, that's just my thought. You know, I mean... Did most churches put a hundred people in there? They're six foot apart? Absolutely they could. You know? But again, that's my thought. Now, because I will say the last church, last uh time I went to any type of church service <clears throat> was uh at my parents' old church, which is now closed, which is Corpus Christi down in South Onondaga, just south of Syracuse there. And I'll tell you, that place, when Father Hayes was there, he packed that place every Sunday, like standing room. Like there was literally people standing in the back every week because he was that popular. Um, a place like no. that, they have uh, 22 pews, and you can fit, I would say, 8 to 12 adults, depending on size, in, those, in each pew. Now... You're not going to, a place like that, you're, you're going to have a real hard time social distancing because everybody's going to want to get in there. But, you know. Well, well, absolutely. And, and, and But that's where I'm, where I'm saying. If you put in those guidelines and if they're being monitored to where, you know, a church can say, okay, we're, our capability is, you know, 427. Okay. Yep. And that's, that's a small church. Okay. Um. And, you know, they, they got a guideline for, I'm sure if you put 50 in there for service, they can, you definitely can social distance. Shit, you can probably put 100 in there and they can probably still social distance. Um, you've got, you've got to put those guidelines in there to where, you know, you've got to be able to social distance. And, okay, your capability is 428. You're only allowed 100. You're only allowed 150, you know? As long as they're meeting those requirements, but you got to have a way that they can, you know, follow up of how many people they actually have that week. Now, a lot of churches that I've gone to have actually what they call a 
um, information cards where you put your name, your address, and if you're a member or not a member. Okay. Um, I know the one church down in Lakeland does that. Um, you know, they, you know, every week you go there, you know, you fill out their card and stuff like that. You put your name, address, phone number, if you're a member or not a member, you know, email. Okay. And they collect that during the week. So you'll know how many people, you know, how many people are there. You know, it, it's an easy way for them to count heads, more or less to say. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of churches now do that. You know, so somebody can come during a week or every other two weeks or, you know, however long they got to do this for. Okay. And look and say, okay, well, let's see, you're only allowed to have 150. Well, why did you have 200 this week? You know, and say, you can't do that. You know, and, you know, if you, you let them off the warm the first time, they do it again, then you start finding them. Uh, and if they keep doing it, it's when you sit there and say, you know what, you, you guys can't be open because obviously you can't find, you can't follow these guidelines that are going on. Yep. You know, and that's the way to do it. Um, I know the church in Lakeland, the Christian church in Lakeland, um, they have uh, one, two, they have two rooms uh, that one, the one room they normally completely pack. Okay. Then they have uh, live feed, literally cameras there that do a live feed to all the different monitors around the church um, from right in the greeting hall way slash like lounge. And the other room is the same way. They have TVs in there. So if like, you don't want to be in that like crowded area with a bunch of people. You can go to those other areas. What are you barking about there, Harley? <laughs> um, so, you know, they can, they can do the social distancing without a problem, you know, yep. they got the capability of doing it. That's what, our governor, our, our government needs to look at. They need to look at each individual church, you know, and, and find out what the records are. You started out at the county level and say, go to the county executive, you know, our, our county executive, and say, okay, find out. You know, it's not that hard to find out what the the capacity of a church is. You know that. You, you call a fire marshal. I'm sure it's all written down somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, and that's just what they do. That's how it works. I mean, don't sit there and say 10 people. You got a church that can hold 150 people by social distancing. You know what? You can probably do maybe four or five services a fucking week and everybody can go. Yep. Just a thought. You know, trust me, I, I miss going to church. I wish I could. I mean, Somebody made a statement. They're like, "Well, watch, just watch, just watch online." Yeah, it's not the same thing, people. <laughs> it, 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 it isn't. It's not the same. You don't feel that that connection that you need to feel. You know, I'm someone who's a who's a Christian. Who's been a Christian for a while. You know, what are you barking about up there? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you hear this, right? Yep. He, he's literally going crazy right now. And he stopped. But, you know, really? Crazy thing. But, I mean, it, it, that's a, I just, where, where are we at here? Uh, thanks, Har, Harvey, or Harley. Jesus, can't even speak today. But that's <laughs> the thing, like, you know, being a Christian for so long, you can't, 
feel the same as watching it, you know, via Facebook Live or, you know, whatever stream you're, you're watching it on, you know. It's not the same connection of actually being there uh, and having that energy of being there with everybody else, you know, because, I mean, you're here with your family watching it, you know. You, you see John Doe, you know, in front of you, you know, was, might be, you know, really into it, waving his arms and, and it, it, it's – it's like going to a concert, you know, you, either you feel the vibe or you don't, Yep. you know, and then that's what it is, you know, it, either you feel the vibe or you don't, you know, it's, you, you, you gotta feel it. And if you don't feel it, I, I mean, I, I've tried watching it online. I, not the same to me, I just, just can't do it, yeah. you know, they need to look in other, they need to look in other directions and t- 10 people is just or maybe the smaller churches, yes, the, the back small country wood churches that are still open. You know that that might have forty to fifty people. They might be only be able to do ten people. You know, but they're also a small church. You know, I mean, a lot of the churches. You know, because you know, you and I are you know we live in the same area. A lot of our churches are around here. They're, I mean, look at the the Catholic Church here in the village that we live in. St. Cecilia's, that is huge. Yep. I've never been in there. I've seen the pictures. But from the pictures that I've seen, it is huge. I've only been in the basement part. That's even huge. Yep. You know? So, I mean, there's ways of getting around to do things better than what they're doing. Um, But that's my thought of it. They, They need to change something. Of course, we also need to get rid of Andrew Cuomo, too. So, well. Here's an interesting little tidbit on Andrew Cuomo. Well, not on him in particular, but I uh, just happened to be cruising through an article on the worst states to retire in. Uh, and guess what's number one on the worst state list to retire in? Let me guess, New York. Yep. Uh, like like California, it's a tie between California and New York. New York is extremely expensive. That's why it's a terrible choice for retirees looking for a new hometown. New York's cost of living is 22% higher than the national average. And if you live in New York City, that skyrockets to 138% more than the national average. And there are other reasons to avoid New York if you're a senior citizen. It's considered one of the worst states for seniors' costs. You'll be highly taxed and have to pay extremely high prices for health care, nursing homes, and any other necessities you need as you grow older. Not to mention, oh God, don't, even get, don't ship, even get involved in a nursing home in New York State. Jesus Christ. Yeah, not to mention they're going to ship the COVID people into your nursing home when you're done. <laughs> and blame President Trump afterwards. Yep. But... Well, you know what? We are over an hour mark now, so I think maybe it's time to wrap it up so I can go make dinner. Yep, and i got to go wash my NASCAR race because it's 6 o'clock. Yes, it is. Now, we timed that one well. <laughs> we did. So It's actually 6.04, so about four minutes late. Gotcha. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see what we're going to do next week, and we'll uh, go from there. But thank you for listening. We'll do it again next week. And, um, you know, don't forget – we got plenty of, you know, some of you have plenty of time on their hands right now. Take that opportunity. Look at what you can do to make your life better, to really get out from in front of your own way and make those changes to just be awesome and live your absolute best life possible. Because you know why? You can do it. We got faith in you. We believe in you. So on that note, we'll catch you all later. And Bill? Have a great week. Catch you all later, folks. Have a good one. All right. Bye.